Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Yesterday, we discussed the most likely options that the Big 12 could add in 2024. What about some long shots? What about the ACC? If the ACC does break up, it could be now, it could be later on. What schools make the most sense of the Big 12 that, let's be honest, are actually reasonable? That's coming up on today's Big 12 Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors, here on Crystal Ball College Football. We are a part of the 365 Sports Network. You all can find us wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find us on YouTube as well. If you find us in podcast places, please give us five stars and leave your comments. If you all find us on YouTube and watch that way, please like the video, leave a comment, and also subscribe to the channel, guys. Let's try to get 12,500. Uh, 12, We're really close to it. If you can get us 12.5 here by the end of the year, that would be great. Uh, if you all are just new to the channel, new to the show, thank you all for watching at NWPod365 is where you all can find me on X slash Twitter and also at Josh Neighbors underscore. Our Big 12 best bets for football were fantastic this year. We bring them back for basketball as well. So please find me in those places. All right, guys. So my Big 12 coverage, if you all have heard me before, is um, I am not a pie in the sky guy. Uh, I, I did a lot of videos in the past about, hey, certain realignment situations and scenarios and stuff. but Really got to the point where I, I was, I got kind of um, disillusioned, I guess, with the idea of like all the possibilities and what's real and what's not. And really, like, I, I began to focus on what folks had reported and what we know is real and we know is out there. And so when I made a list the other day for most likely Big 12 editions, I did this on Wednesday, December 13th show. Go check that out. That list was headlined by two schools that would be one maybe basketball only and one potentially football and basketball and others. I had Gonzaga one and UConn two. And that that's just as it pertains to 2024. The reason why, guys, is that we know those two schools had been discussed and talked about. Also, we had, the, you know, as, as late as uh, mid-November, the idea that the Big 12 was still discussing and considering the idea of adding Gonzaga. And if adding Gonzaga is in play, in my opinion, adding UConn is in play. I, I went through a lot of this in the video, but check out the Wednesday video about the most likely additions. And so I think any conversation about Big 12 additions in 2024 must start with those schools because we know for a fact that is what's being reported. And I say reported, guys, I'm talking about people that we trust. If you look up, Big 12 and Gonzaga on uh, uh, Google right now, all right? You will find Sports Illustrated articles about this. You will find articles from folks like uh, Houston Chronicle talked about this. Front Office Sports has talked about this. USA Today has talked about this. 
There is reporting from places that we trust about this. If you look up Big 12 ACC, all right, and you try to find things about that, you will not actually find any articles that talk about like, you know, it's, it's a lot of what's next, uh, what could happen, all of those things. All right. There's no actual reporting behind any of that right now. So when I say most likely, I'm not saying, Josh, what would you most like to see? Josh, what would be, what would you think Brett Yormark would most like to see? Let's talk about what we know and what we know is factual. And so what we know is factual, I think for the longer shots is this. The ACC could be in play. Here is why. There are schools that want to leave. Florida State wants to leave. Clemson wants to leave. Miami wants to leave. Uh, UNC wants to leave. If those schools were to leave, guys, I'm sorry to tell you this, they're not coming to the Big 12. They're not. If you are those schools, if you are those, and Florida State right now is a top-tier school, what is on the mind of Florida State? Florida State wants to compete for ba- or for football championships, not basketball. I mean, they'd like to, but you know what I'm saying, right? Miami's a lot closer to that than Florida State is. But that's their goal. And their big concern is the financial gap between the ACC and the Big Ten, the ACC and the SEC. But really, the Big Ten is going to create a, a big gap uh, and the, the SEC's contract next time negotiation will be interesting. The Big Ten, they're king of the hill right now when it comes to money per school per year. And so that gap is concerning to them. That gap is concerning to Clemson. That gap is con- concerning to Carolina, although, you know, how realistic is it? Carolina competes for a championship, whatever, sure. That gap is concerning to a Miami, right? Miami, we've talked about their fan base. It's not excellent, but um, like, you know, the U is a big time brand. I talked about it on the other day's show, but they still want to compete. So the place that you would not go is the Big 12 because we're talking about a power four situation. The Big 12 is more in line with the uh, ACC in terms of monetary payouts than those schools are. And also long-term, whose television contract is going to be worth more money? It's going to be those other schools. The Big 10's up in 2030 to renegotiate. The SEC should be shortly after that, I believe a few years after that, whatever it is, right? So those schools want to be competitive and maintain competitive edges if you're the Big Ten schools. And if you're Florida State and whatnot, you want to catch up and make sure that you're not left too far behind. If Florida State has to wait till 2036, they don't want to, they probably won't, but like they will and then they'll make the jump. They are not going to be in the ACC forever. This is why the ACC added some more schools. They added more markets with SMU and then the two uh, Bay Area schools, right? They're trying to catch up or trying to backfill, you know, trying to prepare for the inevitable, this inevitability that the the power two are going to get bigger. And where we go from there, I do not know, right? But what would facilitate an ACC exit has to be, you know, a certain number of schools voting their way out but those schools wouldn't vote their way out if they did not have somewhere to go. Also think about this as well. ESPN has incentive to keep those schools there. Why would ESPN like for Florida State and Clemson and Miami to go to the SEC? They would owe those schools more money on a per year basis if they went that direction. Now, if you said, hey, you can keep those schools and cut everybody else loose, they might be more amenable to that. But also too, at the same time, They've got those schools 
on a bargain deal right now. Also, let's just say those schools want to go to the Big Ten. Well, ESPN's not involved with the Big Ten. So why would the why would ESPN want those schools, FSU, Clemson, Miami, UNC, they're big money makers, they're big draws in the ACC to go to a different conference and go to a different conference where they're not even getting them on television, right? So you've got them at a good price now. Sure, you have to pay for Syracuse and Wake Forest and Boston College and Georgia Tech and all those schools. But at the same time, you, you get these schools for a bargain. So it's, it's, it's a pretty good deal for them. Also, it's a long television deal. It's got them security. So Mickey Mouse and Disney, they're invested in this unless it's like, oh, we can cut all the other dead weight from the conference. Sure, we'll, play for, we'll pay Florida State more. We will pay Carolina more. We'll pay Clemson more. We'll pay Miami more. But we don't want to have to cut all the dead weight and then also see those big money-making schools go to the Big Ten. So, you know, the, getting the eight schools in the way out, like everybody else needs a place to go. ESPN does not want this. So if an alternative solution presents itself, folks, I'm all ears for it. I'm ready for it. I want to see it. But nobody has shown us that alternative solution yet. Nobody has shown me anything that would necessitate uh, me thinking, okay, it's going to be over. It's going to end. Now, look, Florida State, Clemson, Miami, they have their lawyers on it. They have their best people on it. But nobody yet has shown an exit strategy. Once again, Texas and Oklahoma announced that they were leaving four or five years. Was it before the, de the deal was up? Uh, three or four years. And they get, they're getting out a year early. Okay. They got out a year early. Uh, on the other side of things, like on the ACC side of this, guys, they've got another 10 years left on the deal, 2036. So they've got some time plus a decade onto that. And they've got a lot of time left. You can't just leave the conference. You can't just say, well, mm -mm, you know, we're time to go. And so that's part of this conversation. I don't think we're talking about. Also, there's two parts I think we have to acknowledge because I've seen a lot of this. And I, folks, I understand this. Like, I would love to have Florida State in the ACC, Miami in the ACC, Clemson in the ACC. They are not coming uh, to the Big 12. I would love to have Florida State in the Big 12, Miami, Clemson, Carolina. I would love to have all of those schools in the Big 12. They are not coming to the Big 12. Anybody who tells you that is full of shit. They are. They are completely full of it. Those schools are about that money gap. All right. And closing that money gap. The big 12 is full of teams and teams. I love teams. I care about that. When it comes to football are alike, the big conferences do not want them. They are still good brands. They can still accomplish things like TCU and Baylor have and Oklahoma state have and Kansas state have and Utah have, they can still accomplish things, but they are not the large brands that the big conferences at this point in time have sought out. And Florida State and Miami and Clemson see themselves like the big brands, not like the Big 12 brands. So they why would they leave the ACC for the Big 12? Shorter term contract, sure, but like you have to get out of the ACC first. You, they're, if they make the jump, guys, they're making that jump. They're moving. The only reason that Oregon and Washington would have jumped to the Big 12 and it was really ne nearly never had much heat at all behind it is because they needed somewhere to go. And they had to, you know, they would have had to wait a few years, but eventually they would have gone to the Big 10. And it turns out the Big 10 took them early anyway. 
So those schools we've talked about are not coming to the, to the Big 12. They're not. So let's have an actual conversation about what schools would help the Big 12 and make the Big 12 better if we saw an ACC breakup. What schools would help this conference? I think geographically, I think media market-wise, there are some cases to be made. And so I made my list of top five most likely big, uh, you know, most likely candidates that I could see going to the Big Twelve in 2024. And once again, I said this on the other show. I'll say this again. I think there is a big time line between one, two, three, four, and five. Okay, there is a big line. Gonzaga, it's feasible. It could happen. It, hell, guys, it could even happen before 2024. UConn somewhat feasible. Once again, I do believe the fact that the Big East being a good basketball conference does kind of maybe protect against that. But Gonzaga, for what they want, hoops, which is a big sport, they want contemporary championships. They want more, more notoriety. The Big 12 offers that. So I think they're more willing to give up some stuff. UConn, football, sure, but this is a basketball operation. The reigning national champions have a good chance of doing that. They, they could easily win another one, all right? They're in a good basketball conference. They don't need the Big 12 necessarily. All right, so that's what gets you to these new schools, Pitt, Louisville, and Virginia. So Florida's off limits, right? I mean, Miami and FSU are going elsewhere, okay? What else on this East Coast, and you have UCF, so you are in Florida, Orlando, right? What else in the East Coast area makes sense? So I want to go to the Big 12 schedule for a second first. A lot of folks are upset about the way the Big 12 schedule has played out, right? Oh, they're only protecting four rivalries. What the hell? Why? Well, guys, remember, the Big 12 at this point in time just added four schools in the AAC. They have eight remaining schools. They've got four new schools coming in, two schools exiting. These schools right now are a loose collection, right? They are a loose collection. Well, what do you do to give them some history? Have them play some games. Have them get some commonality. I do think eventually the Big 12 will begin to schedule more games in regional spots as it helps for them with travel and also build some more regional rivalries. So I think that there are areas in which the Big 12 needs to build up the regionality. All right. And the ACC can help with that with two schools in particular, actually three schools in particular with this. But Pittsburgh, Louisville, and Virginia Tech all do help with that regional part of things. Pittsburgh, what that offers to you is that's a top 30 media market, right? Um, it's number, according to Wikipedia I'm using, which I think I forgot which list they end up using, but uh, Wikipedia has got them right now. This is Nielsen. All right. This is Nielsen. So uh, Pittsburgh is a top 30 media market. All right. And guess what? Pittsburgh has a pretty natural effing rival in this conference, don't they? West Virginia backyard brawl, right? And also Cincinnati is right there. So you build up that region as well. It makes a lot of sense. Now, Pittsburgh is a very good academic institution. I believe they are an AAU school. Um, I believe that they are, right? Uh, let's see. I'm double-checking right now. Pitt. I thought Pittsburgh at least was. It's, it's a, I know it's a, it's a pretty good school. Um, at least I'm under that impression. If I'm not, you guys can correct me on that. Uh, but I believe Pitt is a, is a pretty, is a pretty good institution. So uh, with that, you know, you think that, hey, this is a school that makes a lot of sense in that area, in that footprint. Um, and also, it's a relatively well-known brand. It puts you in a good TV market as well, right? And so that's why I would go in that direction. Basketball has been down, but still basketball, it's competitive. 
football, obviously Narduzzi, you know, you have your, I, I don't love Pat Narduzzi, but I think he's a pretty decent coach for the most part. And the program is a good football program. The next one on this list I have is Louisville. Louisville fits in that Midwestern mold, right? And guys, they are terrible in basketball right now. Like absolutely terrible in basketball. Um, I mean, they, Kenny Payne, I'm not sure how he survives, but the good news is Louisville is a top 50 media market. It's got a really good fan base. Those uh, Louisville, Kentucky and Kentucky in general, but Louisville is a, you know, there's a lot of cities in that area. Everybody's got their professional sports teams. It's right near Ohio, but Louisville in terms of a city is a, you know, it's, it's a city that's built around this university, right. In terms of fans. And they do have pretty good attendance when that those teams are good. So I would say Louisville would be a good option as another top 50 media market you could add. Right. And also it fits in that Midwestern vibe. And if they can get the basket, I mean, the basketball team won a damn, I know it got vacated, but like in the last, it's going to be true in a second, but they won the 2013, uh, you know, national championship, Peyton Siva, Russ Smith, Luke Aaron Gody. I believe was on that team as well. Like these, these were really good. I think it was Luke Aaron. Was Aaron Gody? I have a kid. Uh, Hancock, Luke Hancock. Aaron Gody was on uh, Notre Dame. Right. So they've got all of these guys who are these, you know, uh, uh, you know, they, they've got this, this history in the area. And also too, you can pair them up. They're in, you know, Kentucky near, obviously on the border of Ohio, right. Kind of in that same Pittsburgh, West Virginia, uh, you know, even Iowa state, even the toss them in, you know, it's like Midwestern. You start to get Midwestern in that you kind of build up that area. And then also too, those schools do enjoy themselves some Florida. So you could pair up UCF with those schools. And look, UCF's used to playing schools in that region. Obviously they've played Cincinnati forever, uh, you know, in the AAC uh, and, you know, West Virginia now and UCF like feels like a pretty natural, you know, kind of East coast situation there. So you've had, you have those schools and also along those lines is Virginia tech. All right. Virginia tech, and maybe you could add on uh, UVA in this list too, but Virginia Tech to me would be a good addition because once again, they are in the general footprint. Like they are close enough to West Virginia. Obviously their pit is, not, there's a lot of people from Pittsburgh that go to Virginia Tech, but you litter the state of Virginia with people. And also you get DC. I believe like you'd extend to DC. Um, there are plenty of West Virginia alum in DC. There are plenty of Virginia Tech alum in DC. There are plenty of UVA alums in DC. You have a good foundation of Washington, D.C. covered there and Washington, D.C. Once again, if you want to add to a market, uh, you know, you're going to add it's a, it's like a top 10 television market in the country. Right. So it's another one of those things that you target because we talked about SMU for a while. Right. Why would the Big 12 want to add SMU? They've already got DFW covered and SMU doesn't rate there well enough. The ACC has got no hold in Dallas. SMU at least puts them on TVs in Dallas. It's the old Rutgers conversation, right? Rutgers puts you on TVs in New York City and New Jersey. And if that's what you want, uh, you know, like who cares about Rutgers sports? It's the other schools in the Big Ten that are going to feel that, you know, they're going to they're like to be there and have their alums able to watch. And I know cable is changing. It's becoming more non-cable, obviously. Uh, but that's kind of the way you look at it. So... Those three are my top three because of those things that they cover. Now, there's other schools outside of the ACC that you can look at. Inside the ACC, too. I mean, UVA is one that you would look at. I also said that NC State, I, I, I do think NC State's going to be, like, whatever happens, I think NC State goes along with Carolina, too. 
Um, it kind of all fits that same mold, right? Talk about Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh is a top 25 market, Raleigh, Durham, right? So I think the tobacco road minus Wake Forest probably gets swallowed up by one of these big conferences, most likely the big 10, right? I feel like Florida State, Clemson, and Miami more values-wise belong in the SEC, but they want that big 10 money. So we'll see what would happen there. Um, once again, I'm a pretty big believer in trusting only the big sources and whatnot. That's just kind of how I am. It's kind of how I function. That's how I've always functioned, all right? But I think the big thing that you could talk about next is like, is there a merger here? Is there a merger potential for these three schools? Um, do they want to remain to, uh, you know, three schools, these two conferences, if they want, want to remain top three in the pecking order, and that's kind of the fight now, like, is there a way you can pull together to make it happen? The problem is the TV contracts might not allow for that. But it's something that we can and we should explore the idea of a merger. But like, still, I'm way, way out on that idea. I mean, so many schools and a merger to me. I mean, at that point, you've got that many schools like it would be more of a scheduling alliance type deal. And I think um, in terms of scheduling alliances, like for basketball, cool, fun for football. Uh, you know, I don't know how valuable that's going to be. Um, you know, and, and, and that's something that all those big schools, like, like even if let's just say Florida state has to remain and Clemson has to remain and Miami has to remain like, what's their appetite for a merger? What does that mean for them? They, the only situations there they want to be a part of are more is more money. They want more money making situations. That's all they're interested in. And that's all they should be interested in. They're concerned about how far they could fall behind with a gap, right? And Florida State, it makes it even more pressing for Florida State now because you had this awesome, you know, dream season would involve Jordan Travis staying hurt, staying healthy. But you had this fantastic season that really just, you know, everything went your way and you're really pleased about that. And uh, obviously you get left out of the CFP. And so like, you're just not able to capitalize off what was a great year and, uh, you know, it's not, once again, not your fault, but like part of that you view as the conference and part of that you view as maybe the sec getting more love. And then the big concern becomes, well, uh, we, we might, might not have the money to compete at the level that we're at right now. One of our big seasons just went to waste. This awesome, amazing season we had just went by the wayside. Like we cannot pitter patter around and let our team get less competitive, um, and be in a conference still where we might get viewed lesser. Now, obviously, you are heading to the, uh, you know, you're heading to a 12-team playoff. But let's just say that, look, Florida State runs a table 12-0 and regular season. And let's say Florida State loses to Louisville, with third-string quarterback, by like, let's just say three, right? Well, Louisville gets that auto bid. How does Florida State ensure that they don't get left out? the way that other schools would get left out, right? Like, let's just take this year, for example. You go with the conference champions. Michigan, Washington, Texas, Al uh, uh, Alabama, right? Uh, and then let's just say it was Louisville. Now, Louisville, right? There's your top five ranked not, uh, you know, champions. Well, all right, who's next? The excuse me, the pecking order. Georgia goes. Ohio State goes. Oregon goes right? Penn State's right there. They might go. Ole Miss might go. Oklahoma, LSU, Arizona, 
uh, nine and three at Arizona, you know, not anymore, whatever. But like, where does the line get drawn? Where does Notre, uh, where, where does Florida State get um, considered with a quarterback injury? I guarantee you, if they were an SEC or Big Ten school, it would not happen. So, you know, you kind of want that, like, the automatic bid in the CFP is a certain level of of safety, but having that Big Ten logo or that SEC logo next to your name is almost at a second level. And guys, this is as somebody who does not think the Big Ten was that good this year. The Big Ten had three schools, three-team league, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Outside of that, what were they? And then the SEC wasn't even that good this year, but there's a certain level of respect that they get. Right. And so that's, that's kind of the concern for FSU. But once again, folks, it all goes back to this original idea. Where is the out? Where is it? I don't see it. I don't see it, but well, I want you all to let me know what you all think about the Pitt, Louisville and Virginia tech as my reasonable options. The big 12 could add, let me know what you all think. Find us on Twitter at nwpod365. You guys can find me at Josh neighbors underscore find us wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. All right, folks. Talk to you tomorrow.